0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Lynette. I know in the past few episodes, I talked about it's okay to glance at the past, but don't stare. But today, I'm going to go into my past, the early stages of my diagnosis, and some of the experiences that I had. The reason for this is because I know some of you are recently diagnosed or having problems with certain situations, and I would just like to share my experiences and hopes that they help you in some way. My first experience, or shall I say rude awakening, after I was diagnosed and started experiencing physical problems, is that um it didn't show so much on the outside, but I could feel on the inside that my body was not performing normally, and I happened to be at a baby shower. And in those days, the heat made what I was going through a lot worse. So, when I arrived at the baby shower, it was the weather was still kind of cool, so everything was good. I was doing okay. But then, as the day wore on and it got hotter and hotter, I asked somebody to please bring me a glass of water. And they turned around and said, I was lazy. Oh, my God, I couldn't believe that that happened. And and now I realize it's because people tend to only believe what they can see. She didn't ask how I was feeling or why I needed her to bring me water, but simply that I looked okay to her and that I did ask for something was very, very surprising and a sad, but rude awakening to my first early experience in being ill. The second thing that used to really upset me was um when I would walk away, I would hear people say she has this or that, or they would come up with some sort of diagnosis, and the truth of the matter was I never ever Told anybody what I thought I had or the doctors thought I had. I was just surprised at how many people would diagnose me on their own and discuss it amongst themselves. That was kind of hard for me to deal with in the beginning. The third thing that happened, and this was probably the worst, this was a rude awakening, is I went to a cafe on a scooter. 'Cause I was having mobility problems. And the owner asked me to sit outside. He said I was taking up too much room. I honestly, I was in shock. I was the first time I'd ever been discriminated against. And that for days after I would say it's pretty safe to say I was traumatized by that experience because of the way I felt for days. With all this being said, what I now realize, and it helps me accept it a lot better, people do not understand how you feel unless they walk in your shoes. And that goes for everybody. We can say we sympathize with people with whatever they may be going through, whether it be a breakup, a divorce, an illness. Until you walk in those shoes, you really don't know. After that experience at the cafe, I put it on Facebook, and I actually think it went viral. It was pretty intense, actually, all the responses that I got. And consequently, some were negative. That was another surprise. It's how somebody could turn it into a negative is beyond me. But again, it just points out there's all different people, and they're all going to react differently. With that being said, I would like to talk to you a little bit about Facebook. When I was first having physical problems and I was stuck at home, I turned on Facebook and everybody appeared to be having the time of their life, such a good time, and I got really, really down. And it was at that time that I realized that Facebook really wasn't good for me at that particular time. So with that being said, it doesn't hurt to take a break from Facebook or any social media or anything for that matter, because when you walk away from certain people, certain music, certain social media situations, you can judge by the way you feel, if it's made you feel good or bad. And if it's made you feel bad, it's time to take a break from it. What you want to do is do anything and everything that makes you feel good, that makes you happy. I'm going to share another little story with you, and that is about six years ago, I was in the hospital. I did mention that in my last episode. It was pretty serious. So I had been out of the hospital approximately a month, and we had a pretty bad leak in our home so they said I needed to go stay at a hotel while they did the work. And honestly, I thought if I have to stay in one more institution, even if it's a hotel, I don't know if I can take it. And as it turns out, the insurance came through very good. They gave me a two-bedroom suite. Well, anyway, then fast forward, I heard from my girlfriend who lived out of town who was going to be moving back. So I asked her if she wanted to come and stay with me. Well, consequently, she arrived the day after I moved to the hotel. And she had told me that she had been doing dragon boat racing, and she would like to do it in this area also. So I tried to help her find someone that could offer her that hobby. And um, all we found was rowing. So she was kind of interested in rowing. And I said, gee, I wish I could do it. And she said, you can. Everybody can't. So I pursued it. And I did find some adaptive rowing where they help you, regardless of what your situation is, whether it's mental or physical, they will help you get in the boat, help you get out of the boat, help you on the water. So I'll never forget my first day there. I was still pretty sick i had gone out and bought some tennis shoes and uh they had me get on a rowing machine it was too soon to get into a boat and i could only last 2 minutes the coach bless her heart was so sweet and so positive she called me an athlete i thought <laughs> i've never been called that before i've been called a lot of things but never athlete well since then A lot of times gone by, I do go out on a boat now. It's wonderful. There's wildlife, being out with nature, the sound of the water, but also the people who I met there. I've never met such a nice group of people in one place. In fact, one of the women that volunteers there, I go to the movies with regularly. Another one, we go get our nails done, and we go to lunch afterwards. So with that being said, I think finding a hobby is a very, very good way to start to get your life back on a normal track. I know some have the ability to do more than others. So whatever it is, even if it starts with your thinking process, what's going on in your mind, Still, you're doing something. Before rowing, I felt like my life was kind of like a telescope lens. My my life was getting more and more narrow. It was more limited. And then, as time went on with the rowing, and believe me, when I started, I was not a happy camper. And then it slowly started to expand. It was like that lens got broader and broader. Now I have complete peripheral vision in life. So with that being said, I would recommend that you think what you can do and that you would pursue that. Another way to get your life back on track is um familiarity. I ordered some perfume on Amazon. I do a lot of Amazon shopping these days because I can't get to the store or the mall. And um When this perfume arrived, it smelled like when I used to walk into Macy's and they had a mixture of all their samples, and it brought back really fond memories. And the smell of that perfume, I still have it, I still wear it, makes me happy. So anything you can do to make you feel like your old south, in my opinion, is a good idea. I know... This is probably a far stretch, and some of you may not be there yet. But if you can wrap your head around looking at this as an opportunity for maybe things to get better, because it's been my experience that we really don't make changes. Sometimes we have to be hit over the head or forced to. If you could somehow muster up excitement, to realize that your life is going to be changing, but not necessarily for bad. It could be good, even if it's internally good, that you're going to be headed a new direction. If you can get just a little bit excited about that, it makes this journey a lot simpler. In fact, it reminds me, there was a show on television called um, Frasier, and he was a telephone psychiatrist. Anyway, one of his clients had called him, and she was distraught about a breakup. And he said, I don't think you're mourning for what you lost. I think you're mourning what you think you could have had. And it's so true. I think as we let things go, we feel like we're giving up something big. But the truth is, we really don't know if it would have come to fruitation or not. As I said before, I get a lot of my epiphanies from sitcoms or anywhere I can gather them. If they resonate with me, then I take it. Just recently, I was in the emergency room at the hospital. I had a little incident happen, and a friend had um, texted me and said, do you want me to bring you a Starbucks? And honestly, first of all, I was very happy that she said that, and <laughs> about 45 minutes later, I was in a room with lots of people, and in comes this guard carrying an ice mocha. And I said, is that for me? And he goes, "Yeah." are you Lynette? And I said, yes. So they wouldn't let my friend in. But the fact that she did that meant so much. I was so happy. It really made what could have been a long, hard day much, much happier. I felt her love. I felt that she cared enough to go get that and bring it to me. I think any of us have no idea how much those little gestures mean. So those of you that are able, I would like to say to call somebody that's less fortunate than you, and ask them, would you like something from the store? Or can I bring you a Starbucks? It means so much. Maybe there's something they've been wanting from the grocery store that they haven't had for a long time, craving a bag of Cheetos. And as small of a gesture as that is, it might have just made their day, their week, With all that being said, I hope we would all consider each other and each other's feelings and get excited about the opportunities that are ahead of us, even if it took something that's less than favorable to get us facing that direction. Try very hard to get excited about what is coming up in your life. And on that note, I'll say goodbye. I hope you all have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.